Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Tom Dorian, sidekick, without his name tag. Doesn't have his name tag on, but we still call him sidekick. Thanks for letting me in. Hey, man, I'm happy to have you here. Thank you. Man, we're going to have a spirit-filled show today. We are. We're, we're fired up about what uh, what we got go- to offer folks. We have a, a great guest. We love to have good guests here. At the we Cafe. do. All of them are great. This one's really great. That's right. So this is, uh, oh, we have Peter Herbeck, and a lot of people may know him from, he's got a couple of shows that mm-hmm. he's on. On EWTN, he does uh, Crossing the Goal with uh, Danny Abramowitz. Good show. Yeah, and The Choices We Face, he does that with Ralph Martin. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of great shows there. And then yep. also we've got a couple of radio shows. One is Fire on the Earth. That's one that he does. And he's uh, sort of partners with uh, on Food for the Journey with Sister Ann Shields. Right. So that's, he's, 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 a lot of people have heard of this guy. He's been around. That's right. Well, he, he's and is in, around. involved with a group called Renewal Ministries, and we'll talk a little bit about that as we do that. But uh, Peter Herbeck, welcome to the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Ah, uh, it's great to be here. Thanks, guys. Thank well, you. we're going to talk about some some cool stuff uh, today. In fact, it's interesting. We you're, the name of the organization of the group that you're with, Renewal Ministries. In the yeah. middle of that word is the word new. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of us have heard the word new just bandied about recently. Right. We right, we, right. we read out of the New Testament. Right, and, and, and there's this new evangelization, and we've heard the new Pentecost, and we all this new stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you ought to tell us what Renewal Ministries is all about. Sure. Renewal Ministries is about promoting Catholic renewal and evangelization, essentially. And by renewal, we mean just awakening to the full grace of our baptism and confirmation, living the faith, mm-hmm. and living it more fully in the grace of the Holy Spirit. One of the reasons the recent posts have talked about new Pentecost what they're doing is they're building on the old Pentecost, the original Pentecost, which is what? Which was the fulfillment of Jesus' promise and the promise of the prophets to say that God was going to pour out his Holy Spirit yeah. through the death and resurrection of Jesus, literally give his life to us to empower us to live a whole new way of life mm-hmm. and to love God with all our heart and to engage the mission of the master, to engage Jesus' mission. Uh, so that's what it's about. A lot of folks don't realize just how important Pentecost is. And I, I just want to yeah. take one second. I love to go to the catechism every once in a while. Just want to pull this out of uh, paragraph 1076, just a little bit of it. The church was made manifest to the world on the day of Pentecost by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Spirit ushers in a new era in the dispensation of the mystery, the age of the church, during which Christ manifests, makes present, and communicates his work of salvation through the liturgy of his church until he comes. In this age of the church, Christ now lives and acts in and with his church in a new way appropriate to this new age. And we see that word new showing up all the time. And yeah. people might ask you, okay, we had a Pentecost. Right. It seems to be kind of successful. It kind of did its thing. Right. right. Started the church. We're in the age of the church, as the catechism says. Yeah. And here we are now, I think it was, was it Pope Paul VI who said, that we're a new a new Pentecost. Why don't we? Yeah, he, he said. Let me read a couple of things from him. This is really good. By the way, it's fun reading this stuff at a cafe. That's kind of wild, you guys. Catechisms yeah. and Bible. Don't and, spill your coffee yeah, on yeah, the yeah, uh, here your we notes. Go. Yeah, look out, look stuff. out. Says, here's the here's Pope Paul VI and seventy two. He's saying, what does the church most need now? What does she most need? He said she needs her eternal Pentecost. He said this is the need. This need is the Spirit given to her. She needs fire in her heart. She needs words on her lips. She needs the glance that's prophetic. 
mm-hmm. and saying, why does he use the word Pentecost? Because he goes back to the original Pentecost when Jesus said, he said, wait, you shall receive power mm-hmm. when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I'm, co- I'm calling you, I'm commissioning you, I'm making it possible for you to share what's mine. What's the first new, what's new first of all, yeah. is Jesus himself. He's the firstborn of a new creation. That is, he's the first one to, to live beyond death. Jesus passed from death to life, and the new creation was born in him. The future of the human race is in the resurrected humanity of Jesus Christ. And the church is the place where people participate in that grace, in that new humanity. Mm -hmm. What we're given is a share in Jesus' new life in our baptism. Mm -hmm. And that new life is meant to empower us to live the life we were made for, which is number one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Bottom line. We can't do that on our own. Because why? Because of my fallen flesh. Number two, it gives us power to fulfill Jesus' great commission to the whole church. Go make disciples of all nations. Can't do it on our own fuel. Can't do it on our own energy. It's not a human work. It's fundamentally a work of the Lord. He, He gives us the power to do it through the gift of the Holy Spirit, which he gave. Think about this. Pentecost... Those brothers and sisters who were in the upper room with him, mm. our lady and the apostles, they all knew him. They spent 12 years with him. They, he taught them. They knew his stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They saw him do signs and wonders and all the best catechis, catechesis the world's ever known. They already got it. <laughs> but he said, you're not ready. They didn't have YouTube, so we can't really watch any of those right. <laughs> videos yeah. then. So he's saying, you're not ready to go. What do you mean you're not ready to go? They got all the information. Because it's not all about just information. Mm-hmm. It's the transmission of life. It's a transmission of the life that's in Christ. Mm-hmm. He said, you need power to communicate what I've given to you. And then Pentecost is when that Holy Spirit was poured out and the church was born. And it's so important to see. The church is not just an institution, an organization. The church is a miracle. The church is an, a reality born of the Spirit of God. God brought it to life. Peter, mm-hmm. all the folks listening are saying, they're nodding their heads and they're agreeing with you. Yeah. Right, and but there's still that there's that, that, that question that still okay. comes up is like why why do we need a new one? Okay, or, or, is it different? Didn't than the I? First one? I didn't even answer your yeah, original you, question. You did, did I? Except, Shoot, <laughs> sorry about that. Here's, but here's the I Holy need some Father. More caffeine, can somebody give me another coffee or something? <laughs> here's the Holy Father saying we need a new Pentecost, and someone might say, okay. well, what's wrong with the old one? Yeah, or, I guess what I'm getting at is, yeah. do you sense that maybe people over a period of time now have kind of been laying back a little bit and maybe yeah. not trusting that gift of the Holy Spirit? That it's yeah. not a new Holy Spirit we're getting. Right, right. There's nothing. It's the same Spirit. It's the same Lord. It's the same mission in the same church that he himself established. And the Holy Spirit's always been with and in the church, right. you know, acting through her sacraments and through her life. But the the question is, and here, here's Pope Paul VI saying, says that a fresh breath of the Spirit, he said today, has come to awaken latent energies within the church and to stir up dormant charisms and to infuse a sense of vitality and joy, which was what was happening on, on the day of Pentecost, right? It says, it is, in, it is this sense of vitality and joy which makes the church youthful, relevant in every single age and prompts her to proclaim joyously her eternal message in every new epoch. Mm-hmm. And so what he's saying is this, Everybody, the Catholic Church teaches very clearly, in our baptism, we've been given the life of the Holy Spirit. We've been given new life, uh, original sin taken away, and we've been given gifts directly from the Lord. St. Paul says to each of you have been given spiritual gifts for the building up of the body. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Father is saying, and he says in other places, as did John Paul, Pope John Paul II, 
that for many Catholics, these gifts lie dormant and undiscovered. Yeah, they said sometimes we're asleep. Some people are asleep. Right. And he said some their whole life long. And we're living at a time of renewal. What that renewal is, is not like something the church has never seen before. It's stirring up what the, the endowment yeah. that Jesus has given to his church. And where's the endowment? It's not on a shelf. It's not somewhere. It's in the hearts and mm. the lives of human beings that were born anew in baptism in right. Christ. And anybody can look around and say, you know what? Man, the church, the church in Europe, the church in many parts of the states, the church looks like it's sleeping, man. There's yeah. a lot of people just drifting. A lot of people don't have a clue what's going on. They don't seem engaged. They're not passionate. Uh, why? Because the realities of what they've been given in their baptism and confirmation lie dormant. And so we're in that deficient position. And the recent popes are saying, look, this is not a, just man's work. It's not just us just kind of, hey, let's go out and construct a church. Mm-hmm. No. This is the work of God, and, and it's our cooperation with the Spirit. If we're going to get healthy, we got to take everything the Lord's given us. Yeah, well, let's talk about cooperation and talk about the we that you're mentioning there. Yeah. Because who is, uh, who is Pope Paul VI and, and John Paul and all these folks? Who are they talking to? Because a lot of people might think, well, he ain't talking to me. Right. Yeah. right? I'm, I'm, I'm coming to Mass every Sunday. I'm good. I'm, everything's fine with me. Yeah. Who is he talking to? Is he talking to bishops? Is he talking to priests or, yeah. or deacons or nuns? Or Is it these people who are responsible for this renewal? Yeah. Or maybe does he dig a little deeper and, and maybe there's a little... Yeah. Uh, it's not the, the blame game. It's the, it's the name game. We're all named in this. Yeah. And all of us are called, I mm-hmm. think. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, this is the fundamental endowment and call of all the baptized. Now, people could say, well, you know, hey, I'm cool. I go to church on Sunday. I mean, is that all there is? I mean, is that, I mean, it's the heart. I mean, we come together in communion. But what about the Great Commission? What about what about proclamation of the gospel? What about a passion for mission? Have you found the place yet? Have you found the place in the body of Christ that you're equipped to go build up the body? Is that happening? Uh, do you know, Paul said, don't be ignorant of spiritual gifts. What kind of spiritual gifts are operative in your life? Don't just tell me that you're a good student, you have a good ACT, and you've got some good natural gifts. Those are good, too. Grace builds on nature. Peter I keeps looking know. at me and pointing at me when he's saying he that. Should. Yeah, yeah. He should. And I'm trying to eat my donut here yeah. in between <laughs> these things while he's talking, and he's pointing at me. Tom's just bigger than you, so I'm not yeah. picking on him. Anyway, so. So the, uh, so, the, so the bottom line is to say, yeah, you got some, but there's a whole lot more. And why wouldn't you want to run in and live in everything the king has given you? And guess what? It's not just about whether you're comfortable or not. The church you're living in is broken and wounded. And there's a whole lot of people out there who don't know Christ at all. And you're hap- fat and happy because you're going to church on Sunday? Get a clue. It's the beginning. What does it say at the end of Mass? Mite, ite missa est. Go. Right. Go and be sent. Go make disciples. Mm-hmm. And you do that by living in the, the what the church gives you in its teaching and its grace and sacraments and the gifts you've been given to go build up the body. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what those are, you're not in the game yet. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. You know? Amen. So, so this go part is important. We need to talk about yeah. the go and what we're going to do with the go. And I think it's natural that if we have a new Pentecost, we have a new mission or a renewed mission, we'll call it that, that yeah. th- this new Pentecost naturally leads into this a concept of the new evangelization and yeah. where that's going to take us. We're going to talk about that with Peter Herbeck uh, in just a second. We're going to take a break real quick. Before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we have a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. And also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me your emails. I read them all. Send that to Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, I hope the Spirit prompts you to come right back. I'm Bester Zemski, and this is another great moment in church history.
you think of saints, you often think of saintly qualities like patience, love, humility, and generosity. Not so with St. Jerome, a priest and doctor of the church born in the mid-4th century. On more than a few occasions, St. Jerome stood outside the church doors doing penance for his bad temper. While this was true, more than anything he was a staunch defender of the truth and an ardent lover of the Word of God. He felt that anyone who taught error was an enemy of God to be defeated with the swift and sure strokes of his powerful pen. St. Jerome was a scholar of great wisdom and understanding. He was a master of Latin, Greek, and Hebrew, and he spent many years in study in the celebrated centers of scholarship like Rome and Alexandria. He was a great student of sacred learning because he realized its vital role in obtaining the beatific vision. He once said, Let us learn upon earth those things which can call us to heaven. Sometimes feared for his veracity, but always known to be a genuine man of God, St. Jerome was respected by his peers. St. Augustine said of him, What Jerome does not know, no mortal man has ever known. He was very prolific in his writings. Above all, his scriptural writings have been without equal in the history of the church. St. Jerome is most remembered for his translation of the Bible into the common or vulgar language of the people, making it more accessible to the common people. Called the Vulgate, his vigilant and meticulous translation was very popular and became the standard version of the Bible for over a thousand years. Many who question the authority of the Church like to point to the fact that St. Jerome openly opposed the inclusion of the seven deuterocanonical books in the official canon of the Bible. While this is true, as he rarely held his opinions to himself, few people realize that ultimately St. Jerome recognized, upheld, and defended the authority of Holy Mother Church in defining the canon, and placed the books in their rightful place in the Bible. In 402 AD, St. Jerome wrote regarding this issue, What sin have I committed if I follow the judgment of the churches? At the end of his life, St. Jerome finally settled in Bethlehem, where he lived in a cave believed to be the birthplace of Jesus. He died there in 420 A.D. His feast day is September 30th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm still Deacon Jeff, and we're still talking <laughs> with Peter Herbeck uh, of Renewal Ministries. Now, I know uh, I should probably mention your website, and it's renewalministries.net. Yes, exactly. Right? Renewalministries.net. Exactly. What are they going to find there when they go and visit? All kinds of good stuff. Our, our uh, television shows are archived there. You can watch. Uh, our radio shows are there. We've got a monthly newsletter that people can uh, download for free. We've got lots of products. A lot of booklets we've written over the years are there for free. Uh, we're working in about uh, 37, 38 different countries right now in Eastern Europe, Africa, Asia, and the Middle East, working with bishops, priests, and lay people on the ground promoting the new evangelization. Just got off the phone a few minutes ago from uh, one of our country coordinators, just got back from Papua New Guinea, had a big, big uh, mission there, working with the local clergy and church and promoting the new evangelization. So we have reports uh, they just go to the mission section. There's awesome. maps and reports and information there about Find what out we're doing. Everything you want to know about Renewal Ministries. Yeah, yeah. yeah great. Renewalministries.net. So go and visit uh, visit them there. Yeah. All right. So, Peter, we, we just talked about the new Pentecost. Yeah. And the new Pentecost leads us to do something. It calls us to do, not to sit. 
Yeah. You know, I often tell people, you know, reach down under your pew, and if it's if it's warm, that means you've been sitting there too long, <laughs> right? It needs to be cold because you're up and you're going and you're doing stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So that leads us. We hear the popes have been talking for many years now about this new evangelization. Yeah. How does the new Pentecost lead us to this idea yeah. of the new evangelization? Well, the reason they're pointing first to the new Pentecost, calling a new Pentecost, remember what happened in the old Pentecost, Pope John Paul II said what happened there when the Spirit came is the Spirit, he said, stirred the deepest energies of the apostles and thrust them into the marketplace to announce the victory of Christ, the Lordship and Majesty of Jesus, lead people to faith. He said, it's the same, dynam- the same dynamism that touched the life of the apostles that moves the church today. It's the same spirit, the same current of grace. So we need to tap into that. That's the new Pentecost. And what it's going to do is not just lead me to be concerned about my own personal piety or for me to grow in holiness, which is great, which is important, right. but to move me. To move me to what? To engage the Great Commission, to respond to that command. And so uh, the new evangelization, a term coined by John, Pope John Paul II, talks about it's new in its ardor. That's, we need a fresh energy. It's new in its method. Because we gotta, we got to use methodology. We're using radio now. 50 years ago, there weren't too many Catholic radio stations right. around. You know, And, and the Internet. and every, We need to use whatever means of communication we can use to get the message out. And really the target, what's new about the new evangelization is the, the initial primary target of, of the new evangelization is re-evangelizing the baptized. That's yeah. really kind of precisely what they're focusing on. Because the, the, you know, the great commission to go to those who don't know Christ is, is, remains and has always been there and it's still vital and important. But we've got a problem in some parts of the world. I mean, Europe has kind of experienced what the popes have called a, an apostasy. Right. Mm. I mean, a collapse of the faith. And so Europe needs to be re-evangelized. Canada, I do a lot of work in Canada. Canada needs to be re-evangelized in many places. And now more and more the United States. So you've got baptized people who don't have a clue about what it means to know Christ, to follow him, to be his disciple, what the church teaches about the fundamentals. So they say, guess what? We've got we to start there. And, yeah. and the target of the new evangelization is right there. But the great thing we have to see is it's not, we, we need to get catechesis clear. We need to get clear apologetics. We need to do all that stuff. But we need to make sure that people are actually evangelized. That is, that is, people come to hear the gospel, the kerygma, the basic gospel message of the person of Christ, the need for salvation, the need for the forgiveness of sins, the need to commit your life wholeheartedly to Christ in his church and to make a decision. I love Pope John Paul in, in Redemptor's Missio 46. He said this. He said, you know, the faith, you know, preaching... The goal of preaching is conversion. Okay, if that's the goal, what is it? What's conversion? He said conversion is a total and radical commitment of our lives in faith to Christ. A commitment that's total. And he said that begins with a decision to accept that faith, that word, and become his disciple. And he said for many of us, we've never really made that decision and been brought to that point. Here's what we get in these, these tug-of-war sometimes with former Catholics who became evangelical or something like that. Right. So, I never heard this, and I never, I I never, never got knew Jesus, and I never, I knew, never, uh, yeah, right. and I never knew Jesus, and nobody... Well, what happened was, for some reason, in that context, they listened, a word was preached, and somebody helped them from the beginning, as an adult or to certain things, to appropriate that initial saying yes to Christ and understanding the gift they've been given in Jesus Christ. So they say, wow, it's the first time I've ever heard it. What's wrong with the Catholic Church? Well, it's there in the church, and it's been preached. Most of the time, people don't listen, or we don't do it very well. Right. Or we presume people already have it. Right. 
I think that's the biggest one right yeah. there. Yeah, and that's problematic. Yeah. You know, so the new evangelization said, let's get rid of that presumption. Mm-hmm. And let's trust in the power of the basic gospel. Let's preach it, bring it to our people, mm-hmm. and know that that has to happen first. And then let's build a solid catechesis on top of that. So what are, what are we preaching, though? What's the message? What are, where, where, yeah. You know, what, what's the context or the, or the content yeah. that we're presenting to no, people? No, that's great, too. The content is the same. It's not new. But here's, here's some stuff uh, Pope Paul VI put in a, you know, if... One of the great documents of all time, by the way, is Evangelii Nuntiandi, Evangelization in the Modern World. It's an absolutely fantastic, very readable document for people to take a look at. But here's some of the things he said. He said, evangelization will always contain. So what is it exactly? It always contain this. As its foundation, as its center, and at the same time, the very summit of its dynamism, a clear proclamation that in Jesus Christ, the Son of God made man, who died and rose from the dead, salvation is being offered to all men and women. Twenty Paragraph 22, the same document. There's no true evangelization if the teaching, the life, the promises, the kingdom, the mystery of Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, are not proclaimed. At every new phase, and here, here's key, at every new phase in human history, the church constantly gripped by the desire to evangelize has but one preoccupation. Whom do we send to proclaim the mystery of Christ? Here's a healthy picture of the church. Gripped, filled with desire, preoccupied, and passionate about, who, it's time to go. Let's go. Let's proclaim the gospel. That's a healthy Catholic church. Not I'm a kind of fat and happy and content. Let me, let me read one, one really challenging. He, he said two like incredibly challenging things in in that document to me and to you to ordinary people he said here lies the test of truth the touchstone of evangelization it is unthinkable that a person should accept the word accept Christ and give himself to the kingdom without becoming a person who bears witness to it in their life and proclaims it in turn he said this is unthinkable Mm -hmm. guess what the unthinkable is happening all over the place. We've developed a kind of mutism and a kind of inertia away from sharing the faith. And this is why the popes from the housetops have been shouting, wake up, it's time to repropose right. the faith. It's still got the same power and dynamism and capacity to change human hearts and life in every culture. It's not passe. Right. You're just not giving it a shot. Well, as I say, don't you think also this power to change all that, but don't you think you have to be changed first, right? right. Or recognize no, right the change that's in you. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than, than going and preaching on the street corner. People say, look at that hypocrite. Yeah. I know what this guy does, or I know what he thinks, or I know what he says on the side, or right. I know how he's living, or how he's not very passionate, or whatever. And people like, they don't get excited when a guy gets in right. and says, well, here are the uh, four pillars of this, and here's the yeah. seven gifts of that. And yeah. It's like, yeah. that kinda, that's not going to fire anybody no, it, you No, know, you know all this stuff. It has to be caught, taught. You know, the, I remember C.S. Lewis saying, you know, that it's like the spread of a good infection. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, the witness of life is the foundation of it. And, and we're going to be totally ineffective if we're not living with the Lord, mm-hmm. if we're not receiving the graces we need for our life and the sacraments and, and the fellowship of the teaching of the church and all and that. And people see that. Even though we don't think they can see it, they oh, see right you through. You I, I got nine kids, and, and I learned this early on yeah. that if I say don't do this, and yet I do it, they're going to start doing it too. Right, right. Because it's right, like, right. I know what you're saying, Dad, but right. really it's what you're doing that I'm paying yeah. attention. Your way of life uh, preaches a lot. You know, another, another key thing in line of what you're saying is 
I think we also need to learn how to be transparent about who we actually are. Mm. Like it's it's really effective in evangelization. Just tell the truth about who you actually are, mm-hmm. because what can happen is it, it's easy to kind of project an image. You know, call people to this high call, and the, with the presumption of like, well, that guy's there already. You know what I mean? He's he's got it all together. Or you have to be right about. Uh, you have to be perfect in order to say something to somebody else, you know. And you know that can yeah. hold Amen. people back. People will, will think that I'm really not the one. I'm not. Re- I can't yeah. do this. I, I can't. Yeah. And even though we talk about the Holy Spirit and the, the empowerment that comes with the yeah. Holy Spirit, yeah. so how do we take a step towards new events? How, what is it that we can do yeah. in our lives that's going to make us want to go out and just get fired up and evangelize? No, it's, it's a really good question. I think to be able to say first, be honest with yourself. Where am I in relationship to this? I mean, is this? Am I really engaged at all? If you're not, just be really honest. Do a little inventory of your life and, and get before the Lord, the Blessed Sacrament, or with a couple of Catholic friends who you trust. Say, you know, I'm not there. I'm, I just haven't been interested. I haven't really engaged it, but I want to. So make a decision to say, Lord, I give this my life to you. I want to be engaged in what you've called me to be engaged. So come, I give you permission. Mother, Mother, Mother Teresa said him, give God permission. So Lord, I give you permission to lead me, and I want to do this. You know, I want to follow the wind of your spirit. And then... Make sure you're praying daily. Read the kind of stuff that's here in, uh, like, Evangelion Untiandi. Make sure you're reading the Scripture. Read the Scripture of the Acts of the Apostles. Read what happened in the first, the, the whole testimony of the Apostles. And ask the Lord, Lord, what is that about? How is that meant to be a part of my life now? I'm open, Lord, to it. And lead me to people who can help me. Because mm-hmm. I don't connect right now. I don't get it. Help me know my what my gifts are. There's great teaching in the catechism. There's wonderful books and booklets. I've written some on our website that talk about what are the spiritual gifts. What does it mean to, to respond to the grace of a new Pentecost in our life? And how can I learn more about that? So Paul said, don't be ignorant of these things. So don't. Go learn. Apply your mind. Apply your heart. Take what the church has given and then talk with others about it. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in situations where you see dynamic Catholics that are engaged. If you see them, hey, I want to find out what makes you tick. Right. How can I get what you got? Can you help me? Can you help me get from point A to point B? Because I, I can't do it on my own. Do stuff like that. And it'll really help. And the Lord will lead you. If you hunger and thirst, you're going to get it. He's going to fill you. Fantastic. Peter mm-hmm. Herbeck, thank you so much for spending time with us here at the uh, Catholic Cafe. We really appreciate you uh, sure. taking time out of your busy schedule to do that. And I guess the, uh, the, I would just leave us with that last thing about what we can do taking a step forward is you know a lot of times people just forget to trust in god yeah trust in the power of the spirit you've been given that trust give permission open up and it'll radically change your life people will see that and they'll be radically changed and you'll it's everything just kind of explodes forward from that doesn't no right on thanks a lot thanks you guys for the cafe thanks for your passion you You guys you know you've got other things to do but you decide you want to do this because the lord put it on your heart you walk you're walking on water Great stuff. The coffee's, you know, a little flat. Sometimes we sink. Sometimes, sometimes we <laughs> yeah. sink a little bit, especially yeah. with the coffee. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to be with us. Okay. And the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the Amen. hearts of us, your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit, we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. And the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. 
The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.